Hello, I'm Stephanie Belcher. And I'm Del Belcher, and welcome to Two Peas in a Podcast. A relationship <laughs> advice show. <laughs> From two people who are very confused. Who like each other very, 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 very much. How are you? Stephanie, I am just baffled by that great intro. Thank you. It was a very good intro. Um, I don't know what I was waiting for. I was like, oh, I'm waiting, and I don't, I don't know why. What are any of us really waiting for? Apparently just death, <laughs> according to philosophers. <laughs> On that happy note, welcome to Two Peas in a Podcast. Have you ever seen that? I, I feel like every philosophy meme ends in a philosopher telling someone that death is imminent, mm-hmm. and that's the only joke. That's really all that there is. Just, is there? We're all dying. Are we, we are even all here just anyway? dying. We're all just dying. <sighs> I live like I was dying. So that's the fun fact Rocky from Mountain, our philosopher fun- Rocky friends. Rocky climbing. But... I believe that you had other fun facts. I did have fun facts because I was exploring with my phone because I have this Google phone. My life is owned by the Google Corp. And um, it had like all these announced like uh, the assistant has all these like shortcuts and fun things that you can do. And apparently there's these uh, it says random fun. And I have made it a policy in my life. Whenever I see a button that says random fun, I always push it. It's much better than the non-random fun. <laughs> the organized fun. Ugh, the worst have you, kind. have you been on the organized fun app? Not as fun. Not great. So when it says random fun, I pressed it, and it tells you a cool fact or something. So I was going to do that for everyone listening, because uh, who knows what it's going to say. Okay, let's let's, let's hear, hear it. it. Oh my goodness, this one's forever. Robert Frost's Adrian Pang. I had withdrawn in forest, and my song... It's all of a whole... Robert Frost. Oh my gosh, people are gonna fall asleep. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. That was too long. So Google whatever was gonna give you an entire Robert Frost poem. Oh, it says here's some mindfulness tips. You can't control the fact that you'll always be surrounded by stimuli, but you can control your response. That's very true. Yeah, that's quite a deep thoughts. Quite a deep thoughts. Quite a breadth of. uh, factoids there There was one factoid that you showed me that was a bruce lee quote about friendship that was like three paragraphs long this is random fun not like english lecture keep it short bruce keep it short we got things to do yeah well and then there's the shortcuts so you can say show me pictures of my family and it'll show you pictures from the last year like i'm feeling sentimental it'll show you like old pictures and then there was one shortcut that said google you know what to do and it was preset to play Gilmore Girls on Netflix. For you? <laughs> We've never even watched Gilmore Girls. It may have been like the factory. It's like, I can just is this think, the basic bitch app? Is it's that like, what it really is? Picture this. I come home from work. It's been a long day. Turn down the lights. Pour myself a bottle of red wine. And I say, Google, you know what to do. And it gets Rory and uh, what's her face up on my screen. They're talking super fast. Doing all their quirky things. It's a great time. Melissa McCarthy's there. It's awesome. Wasn't she in it? Suki. She's a Suki. There's a lot of stuff I don't remember. This is not turning into a Gilmore Girls podcast, but Stephanie, can you tell us what this podcast is about? This is Two Peas in a Podcast. It's a relationship advice show from two people that like each other very, very much. 
First part is P's and Q's, where we take a, a question from you, our pod squad, and talk about it. And then the second part is the split, where we take a relationship article torn from the headlines, and then we talk about it. Okay, Google, what was the name of the mom on Gilmore Girls? And here's a summary from Lorelai. Got it. Oh, yes. Oh, the only daughter. <laughs> the only daughter. Good Thanks, to know. Google. All right. Well, so as Stephanie said, the first part of our show is the P's and Q's. So how that works is questions, you have them, answers, we got them. You can do that by sending us an email at contactppodcast at gmail.com with a question there. Or if you find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash ppodcast, you can join in the conversation. But you can also get connected with Steph and I and send us your questions. So, question asker Jerry says, Dear Peas, I need your help. I love slow pitch softball. And during the summer, it's my life and has been for years. But this year, my wife is asking me to cut back on softball to help more out at home. Seriously? Softball is my only passion, and I don't think I should have to give it up. Peas, you're the relationship experts. What do you think I should do? And that's from our question asker, Softball Jerry. Well, Jer Bear, I think we got some. We might have some harsh words How for you. How much did he say he plays it's softball? It's his life. He loves it. Every summer, this is what he does. Softball guy. That's his thing. And his wife is asking him to cut it back. You need to cut back a little bit, Jer Bear. You know? Okay. So say you have a big passion, big hobby, and it's just all consuming. And say that maybe it's a little too consuming. And other people in your life say, hey, I need your help. I need your help. So it's his only hobby. It's his I only. heard the words only hobby. <laughs> he says it's his only hobby. I don't know where wife fits in on the hobby scale. But when you say it's your only hobby, I'm thinking, is marriage anywhere on there? Honey, marriage isn't a hobby. Marriage is a lifestyle. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> I get it. I, get I think it, yeah. he's trying to say it's not like he's doing softball and video games and fantasy football and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. This is his outlet for entertainment. Why should I have to cut it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he would say that as like, I'm married. Married is like my state of being and softball is how I like let out steam and do things with my friends. And Did he give there. an exact frequency here? Like, what what are we dealing with here? Once a week, twice a week, three times a week, you know six what? times a month? What what what's what do we got? I have a feeling he didn't say, but I have a feeling that anyone whose wife is asking them or partner is asking them to cut back on a hobby, and it's their life and it has been for years. It's probably a few times a week, some practices, some games thrown in there. It's a big deal. I'm going to assume it's at least more than once a week. To me, once a week, like you going out and doing something once a week seems reasonable. Oh, I think that's... And we even have that, too. Like, we have date nights, which are fun. But we also make sure that once a week or so, we get to do our own little projects and stuff. I think that's totally acceptable. I think that's cool, and that's fair, and you need to have some outlet. I'm not... I feel like if 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 your spouse isn't letting you have some hobbies that can be really damaging and you should have some outlet where you can do something that feeds your soul or whatever you want to call it. So what about the concept of maybe removing it from softball, but just in general, having a spouse that says, or a partner saying, hey, you need to cut back because I need help here. 
Like, do you think that's an appropriate ask? So let's just take off the table that that spouse is demanding or naggy or crazy. Let's take away all those really bad words. Mm -hmm. If your spouse is asking you for help and your first thought is to blame your spouse, I think you might have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Because... If your spouse has like sat you down and talked about it, they're probably asking for help and you need to hear that they need help. Yeah, I and I do think we all have some sort of idol that's we wrap our identity around because it kind of gives us something to to do. I mean, our marriage is, should be what you're living for, but it's also like it's good to have hobbies and stuff. And if that's your thing and you're that guy, like it's hard to give that up. But she did ask to cut back, not to quit totally. So maybe there's a loophole. Well, and I remember a long time ago, I heard a pastor give a talk on marriage. And he said, before you get married, something that you should always know is your partner's other gods. And I, I think this is just a neat concept. And what he meant by that was when you get married, you have to know what other things your partner puts before you. Mm. So that way you can be warned of that. And it can be anything. And Mm -hmm. then the guy who was giving the talk gave examples of working. Some people just work too much. They work 60 hours a week. Other people, their other God is their their parents mm, are they spending <laughs> usually it's not something that minuscule yeah. but i think that this is hitting me as slow pitch softball is your other god and you're putting it before your marriage i do see that a lot in men husbands yeah i don't want to be that person that makes it about sexist stuff but usually it seems to be like the guy's got another hobby and then the wife is like, hey, I need help raising kids. And they're like, yeah, but I have my third hockey game this week. And, you know, we I think we've talked about this before. It's because of this false narrative of the guy works all the time and gets all the money. And then the wife just takes care of the stuff. But even in the most equitable form, that's never how it goes. No. And there does need to be an equitable balance. And maybe here's what you should do. Here's, here's what I've done in the past. If I've felt overwhelmed or too busy or someone says... You don't have enough, you have enough time. And I'm like, I'm too busy. You've done this. You say, make a time chart of your day and see, like say, here's my week. Here's when I'm working. Here's when I'm sleeping. Here's our together time. Here's when I'm helping around the house. If I'm helping around the house, here's softball time. And then look at it, look at it. And maybe the ratios are off. I think that's a really good idea because maybe if you maybe you're not realizing how much time you're spending on softball because if it's two nights a week that's probably six hours or so of time and then that means like at night you probably have two or three hours with your significant other so that means that your significant other is alone so the closest thing I have to an athletic endeavor that takes me out of the YMCA or our house is I like I love disc golf I play disc golf a lot mm-hmm. and here's the thing when I go play disc golf it's usually on lunch so it's like an hour but if I'm at home I'm not disc golfing but I'm thinking about it and I'm texting my friend about it or I'm looking at discs to buy or I'm on message boards or reddit looking at other disc golf stuff and videos so even the time that you aren't away playing or doing it's still a part of the house and maybe there's just like a play softball but just maybe be more in the moment when you're at home Well, I think 
what this really comes down to is what are you putting above your marriage? Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you and your partner have a disagreement over your priorities. And it sounds like your priority is number one, softball, number two, your marriage, number three, I don't know. But it sounds like your wife is asking you to say, number one, your marriage, number two, softball. And you guys get to choose whatever you want to do, but I think you need to have a discussion about what your priorities are because if you're picking softball above your marriage, that's what you're going to get the most returns on. If you're doing all your investment in softball, you're going to be good at like... You might get drafted someday. Yeah, you might get drafted to the Softball (laughs) Hall of Fame. Congrats. Like, that's fantastic. We're going to get so many angry emails from Softball Hall of Fame inductees. (laughs) Both of them. Um... (laughs) Uh, nothing against softball. I like softball. I, I think love slow pitch softball. I think it's great, but do you want to have a marriage or do you want to play softball? Okay. Jerry asked us, because he says, we're the experts. And my expert opinion would be, I like a lot of things. I do a lot of different things. But Stephanie, you are my top thing that I love and want to be with. Mm-hmm. And so I make you a priority. And we agree on that. We like when we that. got married, we're like, hey, is marriage your number one priority? Yes. Let's make marriage number one priority. And maybe if it isn't, maybe your wife wants it to be. And there is going to be a challenge there. Even with you as my top priority, there's still some challenging times when I've gotten too busy or, you know, stuff has come up and we're running real ragged because we're just going, going, going all the time. It happens. But if you, if you want your marriage to be a priority, you can do it. But it does take some sacrifice. Well, and I would say my number one priority used to be my career. And I had to realign that. And that mean, meant I've had to give up jobs that I thought were cool. And I've had to give up working certain hours and doing certain tasks because I picked my marriage over my job. And it sucks sometimes. And it feels like there's this constant give and take and pull But overall, it's been worth it. And it's been better Mm -hmm. to have a good marriage because, you know, the marriage is probably going to be around when I'm 80, but I probably can't work till I'm 80. Mm, Maybe. 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 You could do um, an internationally famous podcast until you're 80. That's true. We can do that. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I think this is is tough because you want to keep things that you feel like you have your identity in, but if you to exchange the rings and you or whatever and you've said this is my life now your identity is with you and your partner to become one as they say and maybe softball isn't what that one other one's half of the two for one thing is does that make any sense well i think what you're trying to say is no i don't i lost you i'm saying you got two people and they both don't have the same goal then you're not going in the same direction. Iron sharpens iron, something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so you're being torn in different directions and you need to realign yourself. Um, maybe this is going to be the year where you have to cut the softball. Maybe you just got to do it. Well, yeah, and if you cut the softball, I don't know. It's probably not going to be as bad as you think. I would look for a negotiation. You need to make your wife very clear that she is the number one thing in your life. And unless she says no of softball at all, I think she wants, if that's what makes you feel alive, and th- th- I think she probably wants that for you. But she still wants more attention at home, it sounds like. Yeah, I don't think that's a crazy thing for a wife to ask for. Or neither. Hmm. You think we got that one, uh, that problem solved? Well, I was just wondering, like, is there anything that you would not give up to make our marriage better? Ooh. 
coffee. I wouldn't I, ask you to give I, up I coffee. I need coffee to make Zark marriage real good. I might ask you to cut down if I thought you were drinking too much, but not give it up. Yeah, no, I, I would give up. I'm not saying this to sound like I'm so great or anything, but but seriously, you were it. Like, without you, I don't have anything really anyway. So why would I not, you know? No, like, I, I think it's damaging to have to give up all of something, but I don't think there's anything I wouldn't cut back on or try to fix if you were like, hey, this is important and I need you. Will you change it? I don't know if there's anything I wouldn't try to change for you. I was in a past relationship where I did have to basically like strip myself of my own identity yeah i know in order to like hobble through and that was not i did that and it was not healthy and the difference here is that as i'm giving to you you're also now giving you also give back to me yeah and we keep each other going i don't really need a lot of these outside hobbies and activities to make me feel alive and fresh because we do that together Mm mm-hmm great well you have hobbies you have things that you do outside of our marriage that are just yours you have music you have professional wrestling you have disc golf you have cool things that you do mm-hmm. and i have things that <laughs> i, I do like a total doofus <laughs> no i volunteer for a women's group i was teaching sunday school before i got pregnant i do a lot of other social media stuff we have we both have our things but at the end of the day if you sit me down and you're like i need you more at home I'm going to give something up to be there for you. And it is hard. Stuff is hard sometimes. I think that should be a sticker we make and hand out to people. Stuff is hard sometimes. It'll be okay, though. Yeah, figure it out. Figure it out. You'll figure it out. That's a one long sticker. Stuff is hard sometimes. It'll be okay. Figure it out. Quote, two peas in a podcast. Boom. T-shirts. Print them. Well, Jerry, thank you for your email message. And hopefully... You know, you still get to uh, get in some innings, but we'd encourage you. Talk with your wife. Figure it out. It'll be okay. It's going to be good. Okay, that does it for our P's and Q's. If you have any questions, you can send them to us through uh, contactppodcast at gmail.com, or you can send them to us over the Twitter at ppodcast or on Facebook at facebook.com slash ppodcast. Also, subscribe wherever you see us. Share with your friends. Tell them all about it. So that's the first part of the show. The next part. (gasps) The split. Where we take a relationship article torn from the headlines. And we talk about it. We talk about it. I'm looking forward to this one. So for this one, Delbert. What? We're going to talk about sexting. Ooh, my favorite kind of computer-based communication. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this article is from the Journal of Pediatrics. I But okay. When I think about the word sexting, I just think about the first person who like thought of that, and they're like, "Hey, check this out, sexting." And I gotta, they're like, I gotta exploded. give it to you. It's one of my favorite word combinations. Oh, James sent in what that is when you combine two words and make them one, and oh, I can't no. remember. It's a, it's a. <sighs> uh, oh, you keep talking. I'll look it up. Okay. So this article is from the Journal of Pediatrics, and the title is The Prevalence of Multiple Forms of Sexting Behavior Among Youth. Multiple forms? Multiple forms of sexting among youth. Uh, Yeah. And it was written by Dr. Sherry Madigan from the University of Calgary. A portmanteau? Thank you. I think that's it. I think you're right. Okay. Continue. Uh, So... 
First off, we need to define what sexting is. Stephanie, for those playing along at home, what is sexting? Is that when I send you a eggplant emoji? Or a peach, Maybe. A peach butt? One of those orange butts? <laughs> so sexting is the sharing of sexually explicit images, mm. videos, or messages via electronic means. Mm. What was it called when you're writing letters? I got nothing. I don't. It wasn't a joke. I just literally don't know. There was those sultry, steamy notes. Those are a little bit different because, like, if you want someone else to read the letter, With it your takes lipstick and perfume. If you want someone else to read a sexually explicit letter, if you want to get that out there quickly to a lot of people, you'd have to either put it in a newspaper or. Send it in the mail to 10 other people. My only reference for what, like, sexy letters would be are, like, old-timey movies where they would, like, seal it with a kiss and, like, lay on it under their pillow, and then they would get shot during the war or something. Um, I think you need to look back. <laughs> like, they wrote some really raunchy stuff to each other. Ooh. Uh, Song of Solomon. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Ooh. At any rate. At any rate, so this is from the Journal of Pediatrics, and they did what's called a meta-analysis. We've talked about that before. So they took 39 different studies. Okay. 22 were from the U.S., 12 were from Europe, 2 were from Australia, and then a few were from other countries. So a lot of people countries. are studying sexting. So that's this is not like an isolated thing. People are like really interested in this. Well, yeah. Okay. So the study had... 110,000 participants between the ages of 12 and 17. All right. 12, huh? Yep. Okay. And then something that's important is when you say sexting, I think I think of a cell phone. Mm-hmm. But they looked at different devices. So 18 of the studies were computer-based only. Okay. Or computer and phone, sorry. Six were computer only. 14 were mobile only. Mm. So there's a little bit of a mix in there. I like that. I feel like that's a good way of, um, you know, getting data. Yeah. Mixing it up. Big study. Meta-analysis. So, they did this study. They wanted to look at the prevalence of sexting across the United States. They looked at a ton of studies. Here's what they found. Give me the deets. So, how many kids across the world are sexting? All what of them. percentage? All I of want them. you to... Okay, the if teens? you had to guess okay. the percentage of teens across the United... Uh, across... The U.S., Europe, Australia, and a few other industrialized countries. What percentage of teens do you think sexed? So here's why I think it's a trick question. Because we did a podcast a couple of weeks ago where teens are actually not as all over the place as we thought they may have been. But I'm going to do the safe bet and say 75% of teens are sexting. Constantly. How many? 75%. (laughs) That's real high. That's really high. Well, everybody thinks teens are bad. So I know. I'm just going with the flow. So the percentage in these studies is 14.8%. Oh, that's even lower than my lowest thought. 14.8% of teens, or one in seven, have sexted. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, that doesn't, that seems like fairly reasonable. Seems reasonable to me too. I don't know what a good percentage is. When you're a kid, you always knew that one kid who was like the dirty bad language kid. Well, I'm glad. Well, I'm not glad you said that, but it's interesting that you say that because that's how many people have sent out a sex to someone. However, (laughs) more people have received them. Yes. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's the 75%. (laughs) 27.4% of kids, or one in four, have received a sext. That seems like the like some like sex, sexting bandit who's just like, beep, beep, beep. Oh, isn't that the truth, though? Like, there's always one person that just can't shut up. Yeah. Like, that one guy that has to send dick pics. Oh, man. Come on, Travis. Cut and so out. they actually explained why the percentages aren't equal, and it was that some kids send multiple sex. <laughs> Have you been on the internet? Come on. Well, and then I'm just picturing this sad teenager that's just sending like beep 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 beep, like look at this, look at this, look at this. It's like, oh come on, man. I do feel that like a very few group of people on my social media are responsible for like the bulk of the content that I actually see. So I'm not, I'm not surprised. Uh, you know, and it is fair to say that some people are unfairly introduced to sexuality early. Right. And so, like, maybe their behavior isn't... It's out of, like, the fact that they've learned something. Yeah, it's reflective bad. of the past, and it's not them trying to be, like, deviant yeah. or something like that. Exactly. But then there are just some kids that are like... It's like, dude. Okay. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Why are you so horny all the time? Uh, so then the study... <laughs> <laughs> the study also goes on to say that as kids age, they're more likely to sext. So sexting hmm. prevalence increases 3.7% each year. Okay. So you're more likely to sext as you get older. So by the time you are our age, you're just like, everything's just a sext. Stop. I don't know. This is between the ages of 12 and 17. Okay, so they okay. just looked at between those ages. Okay. But they did find that there were... No real gender differences in the prevalence of sexting. Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. I thought that was interesting. Were there any insights into into that at all? Or Well, something that they did go on to say, but they didn't really give different percentages for, is that the research suggests that girls are pressured to send more pictures than boys might be. Okay. So boys are like, send me a picture, send me a picture, send me a picture. Okay. So the boys are being little weirdos just sending out like, and they're, you know. If you really loved me or something. Garbage like that. Yes. Ugh. Gross. And that's due to, I mean, I don't think that's a surprise to anyone that girls are being pressured for that. It's sort of reflective in. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Are you you surprised by that? No. 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 I mean, I guess I'm. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I know. Whenever you find out something that you think is true, it's like, oh, oh yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, that, the article also goes on to say um, that 12% of people that have received a sext have forwarded that sext on without the consent of the person that sent them to them. Ooh, yeah. I know that's a problem. Yeah. I work, since I, I work in social media, so I, I try to stay up on all the, the trends and for, you know, Snapchat and now with Instagram stories, they can't, like, stop you from screen capturing your photo, but it sends you a message that they did, so I guess... At least you know? Well, in this study, though, they're looking at computers and mobile phones. Mm-hmm. And so if you send someone something over, okay, I, they're probably not doing it over Facebook Messenger because whatever. But if they do, <laughs> like you send it over Facebook Messenger, you use a 
snippet tool to copy it. You email it to 20 people. Like, Mm -hmm. there you go. My golden rule is that anything you put on the internet's probably gonna be seen by everyone someday. It could be. It's basically a postcard. You're just waiting for someone to see it. Oh, yeah, that's true. You don't think about all the mail people that looked at your postcard. I never thought of that. Or they're just like sitting around laughing at it. Look at this child's dumb handwriting. (laughs) Little Delbert, you'll never make it. (laughs) And then another 8.7% know that they have had a sext forwarded without their consent. Oh, man, that's sad. It's, It's like, I don't know. It is sad, but I'm like, well, are you really surprised? Like, don't... Don't expect people to protect your privacy. You know, send what you want to send, but maybe, maybe not. But like, I just wish there was a way to like let people know, like, hey, this isn't like a special thing. Like, they're gonna, they're trying to mess with you. No. Well, that's why we're doing a podcast. I guess so. Oh, my heart breaks. So the article goes on to say, so if you're a parent and you've got teenagers, what's something that you can do? And they have two bits of advice, and the first one you're probably going to expect, but the other one might be new. Uh, talk to your kids about sexting. Oh, yeah. And the, advo- the advice that they give that you'll probably expect is uh, most people tell their kids not to send pictures. Mm-hmm. So talk to your kids, tell them what sexting is, and say don't send explicit images, graphics, whatever, of yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. And then explain to them the statistics that you might think that so-and-so might not forward it, but one in ten are probably going to forward it. Nothing is private. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's really good. I think. It's, what was that first one again? So the advice is don't send pictures of yourself oh, that are... Yeah. Don't send nudity pics don't to people. Don't send nudity pictures to people. And then the second bit of advice uh, that might not be as expected is... You should tell people not to send you stuff, too. Oh. So talk to your teen and say, like, hey, don't send me pictures of this or that. Like, I don't want to see that. Yeah, like if your friends send you something, tell them, like, I don't want to see that. Or even ahead of time, say, like, hey, I'm not going to send them. Don't send them to me. Yeah, all right. Yeah, because you might think of the first, but you might not think of the, you know, you might just be getting forwarded inappropriate stuff if you're a teenager and you have the power to be like, hey, don't send me that. I have another idea of what you shouldn't do. Don't. There's always a magazine or an episode of a television where they're like, teens, these are the secret codes that you need to know for teens. Um, And there'll be like a bunch of like shortenings, like, this is what RSVMP means. And, you know, like silly bands, like they meant all these bad things. And just a couple of years ago, there's all these like grown up magazines that are like, here's what your kids are doing. Don't, just no, no, just talk to your kid. Don't listen to these people. Talk to your kid. It's going to be okay. We can work it out. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so less teens are sexting than you might think, but still talk to your kids about it. And there was probably an equivalent of sexting when back in the day. Well, yeah, people have always done weird, stupid things. I don't think it's any different. But, you know, one of the differences now, images and graphics can be shared so much faster mm-hmm. than they could be. Right. So if you send something, most of the time the statistics would say it's not getting yeah. shared. But it could be. And if it does, it can go from, you know, one person to 500 people in seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would generally say, like, People's behavior has always been the same. 
but you're but we are in this place where images go fast because if i wanted to share a picture of myself on instagram or something i could put 10 hashtags on it and 500 strangers could see it before the end of the day oh man i know it's crazy we gotta figure this out game plan gotta make a game plan we need a parental game plan for talk talking about, about it talking about it so if any uh if any parents out in peas in a podcast land have some tips on how they've addressed social media and sexting oh, yeah. with their kids we would love to see what uh and to hear from you what those would be so a uh, comment below on this wherever you're listening and if you are a parent let us know what are your rules for internet usage for uh, texting sexting and how have you had the have you had to have that talk with your kids? And if you had, let us know. And if you hadn't, what would you say? Hmm. Very good. And remember, you can find us online at facebook.com slash ppodcast. You can also tweet at us at contact ppodcast on Twitter. We are on SoundCloud. You can download us on Apple. I not It's not iTunes anymore. Did you know that? It's Apple Podcasts now. There you go. SoundCloud. And every week... Also, make sure you go check out our friends at the Podcast Elite Network. Bunch of good shows over there, part of the Podcast Elite family that we are proud to call our home on the podcast land inner space. And I think, I think that's all we got. Stephanie, anything else for us today? We hope that after listening to this podcast, you learn that you can like each other very, very, very much. much.